it's the Nice Guys podcast, and in the eternal words of Wiz Khalifa, usually I'm smoking weed on the intro, but tonight, Noah, I'm water. Cheers, mate. Me too. I'm not. It's a rarity. Both of us are drinking water. We are hydrated on a Thursday night. Thank God. I this this. I'm happy to see that you're drinking water on a weekday night. Finally, for during a podcast. This is my Sunday. Yeah. Um. We are back at you this week uh, with an episode that sort of gets back to our roots in more ways than one. Uh, We're going to be talking about some college football. Uh, We've neglected it all year because it's been shitty. Shitty. Yeah, weird season. Not really that much too interesting. I haven't been really invested in it outside of – trying to watch the WVU games with work. It's tough sometimes, but I've been watching the WVU games. I watched some games last weekend. It got me back in the mood. Uh, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, and uh, Florida State, North Carolina, got me back in the mood for college football. Would, maybe maybe I, I, have a, I have a theory. Maybe it doesn't feel like football, like college football, because we hate the Big Ten, and it's not fun to hate on, like, teams that just suck ass so it's like maybe since the big Ten's coming back we're like oh shit fuck the big 10 well i don't hate i don't hate the big 10 i hate the big names in the big 10 and finally i guess the reason maybe what spurred this uh this urge to talk about college football this week is uh we now have a reason to be mad again at the big name teams in the big 10 uh they are starting up this weekend. They're playing their first games. The uh, Big Ten is going to play an eight-game conference-only slate. I don't know how it's. I don't know how it's set up with their divisions or whatever. Uh, but um, the a couple teams from the Big Ten that typically annoy the shit out of us uh, have found their way into the AP top twenty-five, even though they haven't fucking played all season when. We're four games in, the rest of us. It's funny because I, I do work with a guy who does say – I like his his takes in general, but he said something to me the other day. I was like, I hate you. Uh, he was like, yeah. I mean, if the Big Ten doesn't even play this season, I still think Ohio State should be ranked in the top five. And see, that's the problem. That's the problem. That's exactly the problem. That's yeah. the problem. Uh, that's bullshit. Um, and – Ohio State coming in at number five in the rankings. O and O Ohio State uh, coming in at number five. Some other Big Ten teams that are now miraculously uh, in the top twenty-five. Uh, can you guess who else they threw in there? I mean, this shit is predictable at this Nebraska point. Nebraska or no, not Nebraska. Every but fucking year, it's the same bullshit. Wisconsin, uh, Penn State. Penn State is ranked number eight, Wisconsin 14th, Michigan 18th, which is no, – there's literally no reason for that. Well, see, then here's where we don't have a problem with it. <laughs> then we get to the best team in the Big Ten, the most lovable team in the Big Ten, our favorite Big Ten team, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, coming back at you, number 21 in the AP uh, – Top 25. Noah has left the broadcast. Noah has come back to the broadcast. It's okay. <coughs> we I had to catch her. She turned the light off on me real quick. Yeah. I turned into a uh, a shadow. <laughs> again, it's your imagination. Again, it's spooky season. Maybe you should try that out for. It is spooky season. I did forget spooky. this. Yeah. I did forget this. But we um, were excited about. Minnesota being back. Yes, absolutely. We'll because get to we're getting our, our row row boat stuff out. Yeah, we're rowing the boat. We're throwing on the rubber, the sailor rubbers outfit. We're getting the triceps ready, the shoulders, whatever the muscles are we, that you use to row the boat. Turning into a golden gopher seaman. Uh we are locked and loaded, excited for Minnesota Golden Gophers football. Um, I don't know much about these teams. Um, Ohio State probably has talent, I guess. Maybe they they should be five, but it's That's just a, a, you can't like 
it's like every year they're good. But like what qualifies? Just wait a week. Wait for the, the play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally but agree. One that. plus that I didn't think about until just now. With these leagues coming back, it pushes Marshall out of the top 25 eventually. Yeah, um, I should have done some more research on who they who they pushed out to get uh, these Big Ten teams in. Bro, it's just um, so whack seeing Marshall in the top 25. And then you go, you go on, like, Twitter and shit, and you just see uh, – Oh, this is the best team in the state of West Virginia. Shut up, dude. Shut up. Jokes. I hate them. I hate them more than I hate anybody else. I don't know if that's true for me. I got got a little bit of love for Marshall, except when they start talking that shit. After being down here, my my list of hate goes Pitt 1, Virginia 2, Virginia Tech 3, and then – Marshall four, and then question marks at five. That's yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave Texas, maybe some of some yeah some of our Big Twelve people. Um, so yeah, uh, another conference. Lesser news also getting ready to play, but they won't be playing for another two weeks. The Pac twelve is back. Uh, they are going to be playing a six-game uh, conference-only schedule. Uh, they're going to be playing each team. Each team will be playing uh, each team in their division and then one team from the other division. Uh, Oregon coming in at number 13 and USC coming in at number 24. I don't Oregon, know why they did that one. Oregon. Oregon's probably warranted. That's my boys. You, you know I love Ducks. But Big duck USC, USC – can fuck right off because they're not going to do it. They're not even good. And the thing is, if – give me a second, wait a second. Okay, we're back. Um, The thing is, if if these teams go, like, undefeated or, like, one loss, like, how do you do a bowl game? How do you do, like, postseason? I I just don't understand how you're going to make an argument for some teams and then teams that have played the whole season – you know, right. without problem, uh, like, let's just fucking say it. If Marshall does go undefeated, which if they could because their conference sucks ass, but if they go undefeated behind quarterback, freshman quarterback, uh, whatever his fucking name is, uh, how can you make a case for them to get into a bowl game above someone like – USC, Oregon, Ohio State. Well, I think you can make that case, but they're not going to because it's Marshall and they're USC. That's true. That's why I'm saying, like, it's just a hard sell for, like, some of these teams. I just don't understand, like, I don't know. Right. It's a, it's a weird world that we're living in right now. Yeah. Uncertain times. Uncertain times. In these uncertain times. This is so hey, these rankings, man, this is so 2020. 2020, I can't wait for you to be over. Nah, I just don't I mean, I guess it's they're mostly warranted because they just all love to suck their dicks, but I don't know. I'm we're we're yeah. fine. We're fine. Um, so to get us started. Uh, with the college football games this weekend. Um, there's not – it's not great. It's still not great. But uh, one that jumped out to us, given our history, uh, if Noah would pay attention to me and not the Eagles game, is Michigan-Minnesota coming up this Saturday at 7.30 at whatever bank stadium in, uh, in Minnesota. Uh, now, the important thing – to remember here, well, the, the important takeaway I had is that Michigan is favored by three and a half points in this game. Now, Noah, can you think of another time that a team from the Big Ten East, a big name team from the Big Ten East, came in as a favorite and tried to beat the Gophers? on their home turf. Penn State? Penn motherfucking State 
we called that shit. That was like our first episode. I think that game, us calling that game correctly, us calling the upset with so much confidence, that's the reason we still have a podcast to this day, that we got off on the best foot possible. I think that might be one of the best moments in our Absolutely. Was that when we were at almost having eaten the crab dip? Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the buffet at almost heaven. Jesus. That shit was so good. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're back, baby. They're uh, back. The rowboat arena, baby. The Gophers are back. Um, listen, the only reason that Michigan is favored in this game is because of the names. It's because they have their dick down Vegas's throat. There is no reason they're on the road. We know what the Gophers do to these teams on the road. Uh, Michigan, I looked into them a little bit. Their defense is supposed to be okay, but they got nobody on offense. They don't have anybody back. They've got some. They've got a no name at quarterback. Don't know who he is. The 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 sports writers are trying to hype up this one receiver that they've got, but didn't impress me. Uh, Minnesota, on the other hand, is returning. Their superstar projected first-round draft pick, Tanner Morgan, who last year threw for 3,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. Uh, I was reading – yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Again, this this is the quarterback of the plus three-and-a-half Minnesota Golden Gophers. I was was reading into their their program, what they've been doing, and uh, they said that – uh, every morning at 6 a.m., uh, the players, the skill position players, race the coaches to who can get to the facility to get in the weight room first. That is electric. I would like to say that is the cringiest shit ever, but because of the Golden Gophers, that's actually like pretty on brand. That is, that is awesome. 6 a.m., they're in there every day. Tanner Morgan is putting in a 40-hour work week. They're like, I beat, I beat coach. <laughs> I don't think they physically race. I think it's just who can who can get up the earliest. That's um, so stupid. That's like when McCabe, when like McCabe like was posting of like his offseason last year, he was like, oh, I'm going to, it's, I got, I'm going to get this 450 tattooed on my arm because that's what time I get to the gym every day. Like, motherfucker, that was probably your problem all season is that you never got any sleep that's some Jalen Hurts lifting after the game shit bro you gotta get sleep you gotta rest but it's but it's the Gophers I don't care that shows that shows me heart they want to win this Michigan doesn't care uh it's PJ Fleck versus Harbaugh everybody knows my opinion on Harbaugh overrated as fuck PJ Fleck is the future he's the worst one (laughs) exactly yeah he is he literally isn't even the best Harbaugh it's the worst ball. And, yeah, I don't see him pulling out a victory. Uh, I have no clues on Minnesota's team besides the fact that it's Minnesota. And that. Well, they return a lot of guys. They lost uh, their number one receiver. He plays for the Bucks now. Um, but they return a lot of guys. White guy? It's like, no. He's a, uh, he's a Bucks receiver. Okay. You're you're gonna keep going with this, even though I forgot his name. You're just gonna. I was gonna brush over it because I I don't know his name. You're just gonna. All right, we'll just stop. You, this see, man, this is what I'm talking about. Where you, we gotta play off each other. You gotta you, gotta, you have to notice that we have to play the two man game here. Jesus oh, Christ! I'm trying. I'm trying. Fuck you. Sorry, I didn't look up. Sorry. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I don't know if I want to if we want to announce this just yet, but bet of the week maybe it could be gophers just wait till the end we'll tell you gophers uh by three and a half uh or you know something like that yeah something like that um big time big 12 matchup uh this weekend uh one that in my opinion is going to separate the men from the boys I don't know if it separates the men from the boys, but it definitely pulls one team closer than, to the other in the rankings. Uh, I don't know. I We're talking like about – The will get smaller. We're talking about Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. In I Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Shut up, dude. Well, that makes a difference. <laughs> uh, uh, Oklahoma State are frauds. I think they're frauds. 
Uh, Chubba, Chubba's not doing what he was doing last year. He's doing okay, but they need more than okay out of Chubba this year because they literally don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. Their quarterback has thrown. Letty Brown has rushed for more yards this season than Oklahoma State's quarterback has thrown for. That's pathetic. He's thrown for like 400 yards. Well, you say that's you say that's pathetic, but Letty's Heisman candidate right now, in my opinion. Well, but damn it, dude! Again, it's it's a good stat, all right? It's a good stat. I'm just saying, like. That's not that bad, though. They played, what, three games? Four games. Still, 400 yards, and they're primarily a running team. Like, yeah. You but, like, you're shitting on them, but, like, you can't go full shit on them. They, 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 they had trouble with us. They barely beat fucking Tulsa. They beat well, up. they had trouble with the – we're the best defense in the nation. They had trouble with the best defense. No shit they did. Perhaps. I'm just saying, like, you have to, like, give them some sort of credit. Like, you're calling them full, full, like, total frauds. The reason Chuba couldn't do anything is because we have God-tier, like, defense. Yeah, but he should have done more against fucking Kansas. I agree, but, like, I mean, it was the first, like, real test for them. I I count that Tulsa game the same way I count, you know, Iowa State's first game as one, you know, a rust type of game. Iowa State, you know, their only loss this season's coming to Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, come on. Like, it's in the same level of games. I don't think you're giving Oklahoma State enough credit. Okay. Whatever. Fair enough. They're seventh in the country, and I think that's ridiculous. Um, and one thing you're forgetting is that it's Brocktober. Brock Purdy, one of our favorites from last year, is still in action. Well, you say, you say I forgot, but I most definitely didn't forget. In the Big 12, if we take that fucking game, the, the Louisiana Lafayette game, and third in the bin, can I, can I read the stats? Proceed. In the Big 12 this season, he's thrown for he – he's thrown 62 of 90% passes, so he's on fire throwing to his receivers. Four touchdowns. Passing wise, zero interceptions, and uh, a rushing touchdown and three wins. There you go. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm calling. I'm calling the upset. This is. The, it's the same line. Uh, Oklahoma State's favored by three and a half. I like the Cyclones in this one. I like the Cyclones this year. Uh, they beat Oklahoma on their own turf. So for the first time since like World War II or something. They're a good team. Good team. Good team. Don't want to play them. want to see Oklahoma State because I think Oklahoma State are frauds. I don't think they're total frauds. I just think they're like the best of the worst. I think they shouldn't be seventh in the country. How about that? Is that fair? They're better than Oklahoma. They're better than Oklahoma. Oklahoma's doo-doo. Oklahoma gets one one win. Back in the top 25, baby. <laughs> ESPN, ESPN is trying so hard with the narrative around uh, their fucking quarterback. What's his fucking name? Fucking uh, shitlord. <laughs> what is Baker, his name? Baker shitlord. Um, Dick trying Dick. to make it happen just because it's Oklahoma. It's not going to work. It's not going to fool us this time. Oklahoma's ass. I don't know what's going on out there, but they're not good. Um, so, yeah. Um, another big game in the Big 12 this week is Noah, the guys, our fucking guys, WVU taking on Texas Tech. I don't have work. I'm excited to watch the game. Texas Tech hasn't won a game, uh, a real game. Um, and I'm really interested to see what we can do. But before we do that, do you want to talk some Kansas? Uh, I mean, it's it, there's only so much you can say on on like the surface level. I mean, we got down really fast on this team. We're slow start, which we can't have in other games. Like we're not we are only allotted so many of those. No, uh, we wasted one today or 
last week. Um, you can't go down to Kansas like that. But they made up for it in the second half, only allowing 11 yards uh, the whole second half. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Yeah, on 23 snaps. On 23 snaps. That Which is pure nuts. insanity. <laughs> um, the new kid on the block, Akeem Mesador, she likes the defense. That's her call. That's her call. This like, that is the call this week. Uh, new kid on the block, Akeem Mesador. He's second in the Big 12 in sacks. Uh, with four sacks, he is, him and the Stills brothers are filling up the middle oh so nicely. I love to see it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I I like this style of West Virginia football a lot more than what we saw in the you know who era uh, at the start of our Big Twelve tenure. This, this is classic. This is the best defense since 2007, and I said it. And even then, we could be better than them. Yeah. Even that team allowed some points on teams they shouldn't have. This, I mean, but this is this is West Virginia football to me. This is the run it's game. Hard, it's hard work. And defense. It's, you know, it's punching in at the coal mine Dude, and hit. putting on your hard hat and running the football. Bro, know? Neil Brown hits so hard. <laughs> Bro, tell me that he doesn't. Dude, he's exact like it's crazy. Like he speaks to me. Of he course. speaks to you. He speaks to everybody. It's crazy. Like even through like coaching styles, it's like this this guy is just such a a beast and such a debut legend already. Like he's so sick. Right. Well, I think obvi- very obviously he's really getting his footing and setting the tone for what his tenure at WVU is going to be like. Uh, Last year, really no identity. He was working with old guys. He was working with whatever was thrown at him. Uh, But now we're starting to see what the Neil Brown era is really going to look like. Um, And he's turning things around. I got a stat for you. I love this one as an example of how we've turned things around this year. Um, Last year, we were 129th out of 130 uh, FBS teams uh, or Division One teams, I don't know, uh, in rushes of 10 yards or more. Uh, so next to last, currently, Letty Brown ranks second nationally in yards of runs of 10 yards or more with 17. So that's so nuts. This is this is going to be what I hope this is going to be West Virginia football going forward. I like that. I like that in the Big Twelve. I like that um, we're not trying to beat the rest of the Big Twelve teams at their own game. Uh, we're not playing Dana Holgerson, Cokehead, Texas Cowboy football. We're not playing Big Twelve football. We're not we're playing, playing Big West 12 Virginia football. football. Right. Exactly. And I, that's that's what's going to play for us. That's what's going to work out for us. You know. It, and especially when fans come back next season, and you, especially when you see the recruits come in. Oh, yeah. We have two four-star running backs coming in. That's who he's going for. Exactly. He's and, going for linemen and running backs. So when you when you look at this and then you look, you know, we're going to have teams come to West Virginia. It's already is a tough game coming to West Virginia. When you're going to West Virginia and then having a totally different matchup than what you see every week in the Big 12, right? it turns into, you know, a fuck fest of, like, I don't know how to defend against this. Right. And this is not what we're accustomed to seeing. And this is what breaks teams down, like, in the long run. So, I just, like it's, – it's a game you can also play from early game – to late game. That's something that people don't actually like talk about that often. You can run the ball the whole game. Right. And we can. And what we need though, the missing piece is that passing game. That's what worries me. It's not like it's, it's not there though. We third, I know, I know this is crazy. Like it, cause it's Kansas, but we threw the 12 different receivers. We're right. Kansas. 12. Right. I mean, Daigie might not be hitting on every single pass. And, yeah, he can be, like, have some Eric throws. But uh, overall, he, he can hit the big plays when he, he can. I, 
I think, but I think we, what would really be, what, what we really need, what would really be deadly with this offense is that pounding run game and then big play passes, run heavy and then big play passes. And we're just not hitting big passing plays. I know we had a couple, we had the big one to uh, whoever the fuck, the first touchdown, uh, but it's overall, it's just not there. I forget the statistic on it, but we are in the well in the bottom half of the country when it comes to passes of 10 yards or more. Um, and we really, really need that to pick up. Deggy has a good arm. We've seen the arm, right? He's got good pocket presence. He needs to maybe work on being maybe a little bit more elusive. I feel like he lets the pressure get to him a little bit more than he could. Maybe it's the line. I don't know. but. I want to see more big plays uh, downfield that are set up by the run game because people are just going to start plugging the hole on us because they say we can't go long because another one of the problems is receivers dropping passes. We saw a lot of that. Sam James is just straight up not going to get to play anymore because he can't catch the fucking ball. Uh, it, you know, we need a guy. We need a guy. We got, we got too many guys, not enough dudes in the receiving core. We have a lot of guys. We need some dogs. Too cats in here. Meow, meow. Too many cats. We need, we need that guy. Dogs. We need more dogs. Um, and I think we have that guy, but he's not coming in the shape or form that, you know, you want him as. Could be, it could be Sam James. It could be. But he had one reception last game. It's just like. Because he can't catch because he can't catch the fucking ball. Can't catch the fucking ball. Oh, can't well. catch. and we he's not getting, he's going to be able to catch the ball this year, and he just can't catch the fucking ball. And he can't. He's, and he's not. He's also not getting open downfield. That's a big problem. Um, so far, I don't know the numbers, but Bryce Ford Wheaton seems like he's like close to being that guy right now. I think he was the first one. He was the, he was who caught the first uh, opening touchdown pass. Winston Wright has some burners. I'd like to see him in the short game. I'd like to see uh, Ford Wheaton get downfield a little bit more. But just give me something in the passing game, man. We need it. We need it bad. We do need it bad. Um, uh, Christian, would you like to hand out or an award for <laughs> for this week? Something I've been looking forward to. Yes. You uh, me to inter- introduce it. Maybe you should introduce it since I. Okay. Uh, it's it's not it's not like our basketball award. It's not not grandiose award, uh, but it's one of our favorite awards to give out. Uh, we have the Billy Mays Award. It's uh, the award for the best WVU football player of the week. It's the, brought to you by the Nice Guys Podcast. The Billy uh, Mays Award. It's, isn't it? It's the Billy Mays Award for excellence in football. No, that's, bas- that's basketball. No, but the basketball has a lot of sponsors, but the, it's the Billy Mays Award for excellence in football for the week at West Virginia University brought to you by the Nice Guys Podcast. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. excellence in football. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I, need to I need to change that in my uh, award column. We have our awards in our – Excellence in football. All right. So the Billy Mays Award this week is going to go to our favorite, Letty Brown. Letty Brown. Of course. Who else could it be? No, really. I mean, God, God tier. uh, uh, Letty Booby Miles Sanders Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's crazy because this game. I mean, you look at like his past three games. I. We don't have to mis- mention his first one, but you look at the past three, 26 attempts, 104 yards. 27 attempts, 93 yards. 18 attempts, 195. On the season, going for 81 attempts, 515 yards, five rushing touchdowns, and two receiving touchdowns. It's like if Miles Sanders did play on the football team. Right, yeah. Uh, and importantly, averaging 6.4 yards a carry. That's fantastic. It's crazy. And fucking fantastic. I think our we averaged – last year we averaged like 2.3 yards per carry. This year, Letty Brown's at 6.4. That's exactly what you need from a running back. Um, and the 
other the nice guys cat of, cat of the week is Christmas okay. Noah's new cat who now joins us on the broadcast Christian Christmas what did you think of the game I I don't think he he wasn't around he he wasn't around by the time but this is Christmas what's that what's that you said meow uh-huh. I, I agree yeah he clawed into me. <laughs> that is the cutest shit ever. <laughs> yeah, I love that cat. But yeah, Booby Miles, Booby Miles, Letty Brown, same guy. Letty Booby Miles Sanders Brown. <laughs> that's a that's a complicated one. Um, sabermetrically they match up. I mentioned this to you earlier. I said that mm-hmm. we both agree that he 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 runs like Miles Sanders. Turns out. They're the exact same size. They're both 5'11", 211. Uh, they, they got the shimmy out there. Gus Johnson, Gus Johnson described him as having the shimmy. So I love that in a running back. Uh, his 87-yard touchdown run, by the way, Noah, against Kansas, second longest in college football this year. There was a guy from South Carolina who had an 88-yarder. Uh, but props to – Billy Mays Award winner. Dude, Letty he Brown. should be on Heisman Watch. He should actually be on Heisman Watch. Uh, I agree, but the one fault is that he plays for WVU, and they would never do that. So that's true. Yeah. Well, if we if we went out, he'd have to be. Yeah. Or um, or one of the Stills guys. Akeem Mesador. Like, come on, give us something. Give us something. Yeah, they'll be we'll out there. They'll want something. But this week, you know what's cool about this week, Christian? The John Denver Bowl. True. But we are favored in Texas away. Yeah. But this game kind of scares me, Noah. I don't give a shit, man. I really don't. I I okay. really right. don't see it going any other way. I mean, they lost to every Big 12 team so far. Yes, I know. This doesn't scare me at all, especially with our defense. If you look at how much points they put – okay, yeah, they put 56 on Texas, but it's Texas. But you look at Kansas State, who doesn't have that good of a defense, they put 21 on them. And if you look at Iowa State last week, they put 15 on them. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster for Texas Tech. Yeah, their their team is really weird. They almost beat Texas. They scored like – 55 points on Texas or something, but then they put up those stinkers. Um, They're giving up 38 uh, points per game. Uh, They allow 335 passing yards and 163 rushing yards a game. Uh, Terrible, terrible defense. Um, Their only win uh, is against Houston Baptist by two, first game of the season. Houston Baptist being a team that I only knew existed uh, because they're always in the bottom five of Ken Palm rankings in basketball. That's the only reason I had ever heard of Houston Baptist. Uh, they are not FBS. Uh, bad team. Texas Tech, bad team. But that's not what scares me. What scares me, the team doesn't scare me. The game and the setup to the game is what scares me. We're talking about WVU football here. We're talking – the fifth game of the year. It's about that time of year that we go out to Texas Tech and drop a stinker. I just think it's this is one of those games. I don't think we're at the stinker yet. I think I think we could win. I could I think we could win Texas Tech, you know, beat Kansas State and even beat Texas at this point and then lose to TCU and Oklahoma, then Iowa State. That's something we would do. I mean, I think – no, I think we can – yeah, but I think all those losses get kicked off here in Lubbock. I'm not I'm not confident in it. I don't know. I think this is whenever we get the overreaction week where everybody's like, we're going to the Super Bowl. And then, like, we end up, like, going to the toilet bowl. Right. Well, I've fallen, in, I've fallen into that trap. I spent all day looking at WVU shit and just – getting so excited over that defense, all the stats. I rewatched the Kansas game. It was so nice to watch all this stuff. I'm feeling good. Neil Brown, 
year two, we're approaching our win total from last year. What could possibly go wrong? We're going up against a shitty Texas Tech team. What could possibly go wrong? You know, it's crazy. We're approaching our win total from last year without the fluffer games at the beginning. Right. Yeah, no, we're off to a great start. I mean, two more wins and we're at the total. Which so, is crazy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I have us. I mean, we're favored, too, so Las Vegas must know something. Favored by – And they have, the, they have the the uh, the over-under at 55. I mean, I – I don't know, man. I don't know about that one either. Our defense going up against their offense. Are you saying? Are you? Is this your signaling under? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, theoretically, they average like thirty-one points a game. Uh, our offense kicks off against shitty teams, apparently. So makes sense. But yeah, I see this as a low-scoring affair. I see this as a shit show, kind of. Maybe. It just depends how good their defense is. Uh, I think that's the biggest problem. If their defense decides to not show up and our it's left the open field for uh, Letty uh, or other running backs too because they get involved and our wide receivers. So I think it leaves a whole clusterfuck of different things that could happen. Uh, so that's why I have us definitely winning in uh, – in the Jones AT&T Stadium. Fair enough. I mean, I I don't know. I don't want to call it. I, just, I don't want to say anything. Every time I go to say something, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll pick – it feels like a trap game. Does this count as a trap game? I. It feels like a trap game. Nah, it's not a trap game. Uh, nah, it's not a trap game. I don't think there's too many trap games for us whenever we're not we're like this bad slash good. Yeah, but everybody's gassing us right now. Nobody's got if everybody was gassing us, we'd be a top twenty five team. And I think we will be after this week, most likely. We're gassing us though. WVU Twitter, WVU people. We're gassing our defense. We're definitely not gassing our offense besides Letty Brown. Our defense and Letty Brown are getting gassed, but yeah. But our defense is kind of – you can't – it can't flop. It's just like there's too many guys. Yeah. I mean, hopefully – I mean, if there was ever a fucking defense – like I was talking about earlier with the big plays, if there was ever a defense that Deggy could take advantage of and take the top off of, it's this one. But, man, who fucking knows? I mean, they got to – the receivers got to get downfield. That's that's key to me, to this game. Because you know Letty Brown's going to ball. He's going to rush – Letty Brown is going to rush for over what they allow per game. Letty Brown's going to have 163-plus. Facts. I'll say hey. it right. So 163-plus? What do they allow? 163 per game. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Which is pathetic. 100%. That's insane. Um, Deggy – Give me the under on 335. That's what their defense gives up passing-wise. But still, if he can just have a couple bombs, a couple of them, that's all we need. If we can get two deep plays, two deep touchdowns, something like that, the run game and the defense will take care of the rest. That's all we need. That's all we need. It's over. All right. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Eagles update. Uh, Eagles update, it's 10-7 to 7 in the second – quarter the offense can't get anything going the defense is getting it going Jalen Mills had a sick uh interception okay uh it looks like Lane Johnson's back on the field too which is not a good idea uh, but oh well you know how that goes okay but we can uh stick to NFL give our just quick picks yeah uh if you want to do that if you want to start very quick picks because you know, I was researching college. Um, but uh, ran some picks through the personal algorithm, which is, comprises two key elements, my head and my heart. Heart winning out, of course, overall. 
Um, first bet, Titans minus one and a half. Another team that I think is due for a loss, a trap game. What This definitely isn't a trap game because it's two of the best teams in the AFC. Um, I got the Titans beating the Steelers this weekend. You know at least at least one – either WVU or the Steelers is going to lose. Things are going way too well for me in football right now. So I didn't want to you, – you, you didn't want me throwing out college bets, so I just stuck with the NFL bet that I, that I was feeling. Uh, I got the Titans. Well, I think the thing you do have going for you right now is that I have the Steelers. My first pick of the week is going to be Steelers plus one at the Titans. Okay. And I think, you know, as an Eagles fan and a serial Steeler fan hater, I don't hate the Steelers, but I hate Steelers fans. And you're in that group. Okay. Uh, wow. That's very personal. I thought uh, you were in the other way with that. All right. No, 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 no. I, I hate Steelers fans and I hate to see them happy, but, uh, I hate Eagles fans, and I hate and I hate to see them happy. Guess what? I hate Eagles fans. I'm not I'm not that big of an Eagle fan, so I'm not, I don't take offense to that. But uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, the Steelers are a great team, and they're finally getting other wide receivers involved. They can this. I mean, they have so many guys on offense, and then when you go to defense, they have so many guys on defense. It's kind of one of those things. This is going to be Derrick Henry's toughest matchup so far. Uh, The Titans, you know, they played teams the likes of the Bills, maybe. That is the closest defense to the Steelers. I mean, they did play the Broncos, and as you can see in that Broncos game, they were only allowed 16 points. They did win. the Steelers is a different animal when it comes to on, on offense. Uh, Steelers have – so basically what I'm saying is Steelers' defense about as good as uh, the Broncos are on the rushing side of things and better than them on the passing side of things probably. And then uh, Steelers can, can score points on a lot of them. So I just think it's going to be lights out, especially if A.J. Brown and Corey Davis miss which I've heard A.J. Brown's going to miss. I, I think Corey Davis is back, so I'm taking the uh, Steelers. When you put it that way, it totally makes sense, but I'm still – I'm sticking with the Titans. I think you're just like – you're just – Steelers' first true road game of the year. I don't see it happening. Um, next bet, Chargers minus seven and a half. Didn't look too hard into this one. Um, but I saw a lot of online uh, sort of actual algorithms and metrics uh, playing the Chargers at like a 20, 30-point win, blowing the seven-and-a-half-point spread out of the water. Uh, I had to take it when I saw that, and it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, Herbert is playing amazing. Jaguars are disappointing. Games in L.A., Chargers seven and a half. Love it or leave it. Love it. I like Herbert a lot recently. Hence the yep. fantasy ad too. Yep. He's going to be a perfect plug-in for uh, Kyler Murray sub whenever yep. he has a spy. So yep. I'm. I like this bet, and I like the Chargers right now. And whenever their running back situation gets fixed, uh, they're going to be a really good team. Yep. Eckler being out, I don't know when he's back, but he'll be really good for the team. I like the bet. I like the pick. Uh, My number two of the week is going to be a team that disappointed us last week, but definitely won't disappoint us this week. I have the Packers at the Titans, or the Packers at the Texans, another T team. Uh, Packers. Favorite metric right there. Yeah. And they're uh, both the same amount of letters, too. Six letters. Dude. And they both have non-bird mascots. (laughs) (laughs) And and it goes even further than that because the Titans used to be in Houston. They were the Oilers. Wow, it's the same team. Life comes full circle, man. But the opposite side of this team, uh, yeah, it's – One's one and five, one's five and one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I saw this and immediately some of our bet Bible wisdom came into play. It's the Packers. They're the Texans, but I just Bad couldn't, pull winners. I just couldn't, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it because of what the Packers did to me last week. I had never been so confident in a bet and those motherfuckers, what the fuck was that shit? You and me texted about this. Literally, what the fuck? I'm just saying, if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to fall a 16 for 35, two interception, no passing touchdown performance up with that again versus one of the worst defenses in the NFL right now, I mean, you are absolutely cracked if you think that's, that's how that's going to work. But – also, Texans getting the interim head coach bump, Romeo Cornell Train, is has left the station, brother. Bro, dude, dude, the Texans have not beat any fucking good team this year. They almost covered against the Titans, almost. <laughs> Bro, they haven't beat anybody. They beat the Jaguars. They even lost to the Vikings. They, um, they lost Titans, Vikings, Steelers. Ravens, Chiefs, it goes on and on and on, and it's going to keep going on and on and on. Yeah. They should have never let Hopkins go, and that's the story of it all, baby. Deshaun Watson about to end up like Matt Stafford. Not even, dude, not even. Matt Stafford had good wide receivers. He just didn't have good teams. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have good teams. Uh now he has no good wide receivers. He's got Will Fuller, Fuller the fifth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean Packers minus three and a half. That's OP in my opinion. I like it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. All right, you go. Uh, I don't know if this one counts. Does this one count, Noah? What one? Eagles minus five. It counts. It counts. Okay. You texted me before the game. Well, see, I feel bad because, like, you know, the listeners the listeners need to know what to bet, and they can't bet Eagles minus five now because hey, the game but, is on point. But you might have to give, give another one. We, we'll include it, but you might have to give another one. Is there another one you were thinking of? Cardinals. You on the spot. Cardinals plus three and a half against the Seahawks. Fuck. I feel like you like that one. No, not this week, but I'm going to write that one down. Not against the Seahawks? No. I think you're baiting me right now. I um, I think that'll be a, a, monster, of a, a monster of a game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, I mean the, the offenses are going to go – Seattle doesn't have a defense, though. And look at what they fucking did against the Cowboys. So – Cardinals are on fire. You saw the game. You're a huge Christian Kirk guy. You're a huge, even bigger Kyler Murray guy. How do you not like that spread? I, I'm a whole Cardinals offense guy. I love Hopkins. I love Kirk. I love Fitz. I love Kenyon Drake. I love Kyler Murray. Yeah. I literally love that whole team. And I just think that the Seahawks score too many points to, like, count – like, be able to say, oh – I just need to see some Seahawks performance performances where they aren't purely dominant on offense before I make a bet like that. If so that what, what you're telling me essentially is that you've blindly bet the Cardinals against anybody for four straight weeks, and now that it's a good line, you're not going to take it? I think now that it's a line where they're playing a good team, I like the Cardinals. Trust me, if I had to pick one, I would pick the Cardinals in this situation. If I had to pick a team, I just don't – if I was betting my own money currently, and which I'm advising people to do that happen to be listening to this, uh, I would not take the Cardinals in this situation. Okay. So, if they, if they cover, write it down and include it. If they don't, this never happens. And the Eagles, exactly. and the Eagles were my bet. Exactly. Um, <laughs> It'll be a race from time. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's yours? Uh, the final pick of the week uh, for us, for me, 
specifically. Uh, Bears at Rams. I'm going to take Bears plus six. Uh, again, hopping on uh, people are hopping on the uh, Bears are frauds train. I'd like to totally disagree to the point of which I think the Rams are bigger frauds. Okay. And Nick Foles has been relatively decent. And we saw, you know, a Bears team last week who beat the Panthers, who's been pretty good on defense. And then we saw them the week before beat the Buccaneers, who's been pretty good on defense. And then, you know, being able to keep it close with the Colts and then the rest of the season they they just dominated other wins. We're looking at this Bears team who's one of the best defenses in the league. And then we're looking at this Rams defense who, even though they have big names on their team, it seems like it's not falling together with them. They're, even though they're four and two, they're still, you know, letting teams score a plethora of points on them. Bad loss last week. Bad. That's a bad loss. Against bad loss. And then, you know, they beat the football team. They beat the Giants. Good, good job. They, they lost to the Bills. They beat the Eagles. They so basically they beat the whole NFC East and nobody else. Right. And the NFC East, as we know, is shit. So they lost to the Bills. They lost to the 49ers. Uh the first time they they play the Bears this season, they're going to lose this one. Because because they're not playing in the against the NFC East team. That's just how it goes. The Rams are frauds. The Bears are somewhat fraudulent, but I think they're actually getting it together right now on the offensive end. So, yeah, good to go. I like it. I like it. I I like it. Um, but that was, that was the. It looks a little weird on the camera. <laughs> um. So. So. Wrapping up, we have one more bet. Which is uh, going to be the nice guys bet of the week. Yep. The super smash. Super duper smash. If you don't listen to us for any other bet we just said, listen to us on this one. As we taught you last week, this is a five-unit play. We are talking taking the Minnesota Golden Gophers over the Michigan Wolverines at plus three. They're going to win the game. They're going to win the game. They are going to win the game. They're going to cover. They're going to smash it. We're taking your bookie. We're throwing him out the window. Get him out of here. It's an all-out assault on Vegas. We hate this line. We hate the Michigan Wolverines. We are ready to go. We're all in once again on the Gophers bandwagon. Let's go, Noah. The Golden Gophers, baby, we're back. We're back. P.J. Fleck rowing the boat. You know the story. We're back. <laughs> um, okay. Get in, lad. <laughs> um, if you're only listening right now and you're not watching, I feel bad for you. Uh, hop on YouTube and go check out what just went down on this podcast. Um. I guess that'll be it. Noah, let me get a stream for the Eagles game. And uh, we will peace out and see you again next week. Goodbye. Have fun betting. Bet the Gophers. Super Smash.